My Govan, and welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm the Tolkien Geek. And before I get into today's topic, I did want to give you a pretty good look at the new wall ornament that I've got in here. Uh, you would have gotten a very, you know, you could see it from where you're at now if you watched my Thursday video last week, but I want to give you a little bit more of a close-up. This is the painting that my sister-in-law got me for Christmas. And... It's of Rivendell, as you can see. Sorry, I'm really terrible with the camera here. It's pretty, pretty awesome photo. We got it custom framed with some glare-reducing glass to make it show up better on the video. And it looks pretty awesome, I've got to say. So there's your close-up of a really nice painting that my sister-in-law got me. So shout out to her for improving the decor in my office space. Uh, that being said, the topic of the day is Theoden in the book versus the movie, of course. And I have to say, this is one of the areas where I think Peter Jackson did the most damage. And when I say Peter Jackson, of course, I don't know exactly who wrote most of this character and made most of the decisions could have been Fran Walsh, could have been Philip Boyens, I don't know, but the point is it's Peter Jackson's trilogy that we're talking about. And Theoden in the movies is one of the most downgraded characters uh, in the entire trilogy because they made him a weaker individual, a stupid individual, and just a not very consistent individual. Like, it's not like they did with Aragorn, where they turned him into somebody who has self-doubt and somebody who needs to overcome the self-doubt to give him a story arc. Here, they didn't really give Theoden a story arc. They just made him whiny, weak, and dumb. And uh, we'll we'll get to the reasons why here in a minute, but this is one of the reasons why I have problems with Peter Jackson's trilogy, even though they're great movies. Uh, but just comparing it to the original, it's like, why did you have to rewrite great stuff when it was already good and you could only make it worse? And then not only do you make it worse, you really just make it bad. Uh, some of Theoden's lines in Two Towers in particular are some of the stupidest lines in the entire trilogy. And... That's one of the reasons, among a few, that The Two Towers is my least favorite of the three movies. So, with that introduction, let's start taking a look at the major differences between Theoden in the book and Theoden in the movies. <clears throat> now, right off the bat, we have to acknowledge that there are some differences between the two characters that are not entirely due to personality and writing in terms of the writing of the character himself. Some of it is down to ways that they kind of changed up the plot a little bit. For example, the fact that Theoden is not merely convinced by Wormtongue, but in some way is possessed by Saruman in the movie, makes a big difference in terms of how he's going to behave and what that means for what's been going on and what he's been doing about it and how he's going to react to it. So in the original, of course, Theoden was never in this state of complete decrepitude where he's completely helpless and basically being controlled, literally, by Saruman and, or Wormtongue. 
he was still of perfectly sound mind. He had just been convinced by the lies of Wormtongue that things were hopeless, that there was nothing that could be done, and therefore there was no point trying to intervene, and why not just do what we can to save things. Ironically, that's kind of where Theoden ends up immediately after being healed in the movies, but I'll get to that in a minute. Another major thing that changes in terms of the plot is that whereas in the book, after he is healed, Theoden's decision is to ride out to the Fords of Aizen to help the force that is there under that was under his son originally, but now is, you know, under a new commander, in order to meet the forces of Isengard. On the way there, they then realize, oops, that force has been routed. The or the Urukai are already on the other side of the Aizen, and they're, you know, on their way. And okay, well, in that case, we need to hole up in Helm's Deep. Unlike in that scenario, in the movie, he immediately says, I'm not going to risk open war, we're going to go to Helm's Deep. And of course, that is a plot change that has to be not necessarily explained, but you know they have to give some kind of rationale for it, at least. And that's going to change the nature of who Theoden is a little bit, because the de- kind of decision that is is inherently a different one than going to meet the enemy in open battle on an open field. Nevertheless, despite the fact that some of these changes are very plot-driven, they still could have made him a better character in relation to how those plot changes affect his actions than they did. And let's take a look at that first one. Like I mentioned, Saruman in the movies is has in some sense kind of possessed Theoden, and therefore he's not making any decisions himself. And when he is, you know, re- renewed by Gandalf, he, you know, basically completely recovers, apparently, back to his old self. We don't really have any notion for what that is. But the only thing we get is he then buries his son, and then they have the two little kids show up on the horse, and the discussion of, you know, what's been going on in Rohan that he's kind of been unaware of because he's been in a possession stupor and Gandalf tries to you know basically talk him into you need to ride out and meet them save your people blah 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 Theoden says well I'm not going to risk further death to my people I will not risk open war Aragorn quite obviously states the obvious and says open war is upon you whether you would risk it or not and this is where Theoden in the movie starts to get really stupid, right? I mean, I will not risk open war. There's already open war. Saruman is literally sacking villages. I mean, <laughs> how much more open war can you get? It's not, there's no, not a difference there. Uh, so there's that, first of all. And then there's the whole issue of, he then re- replies to Aragorn, when last I looked, Theoden, not Aragorn, was king in Rohan. Aragorn's not trying to, like, make decisions here. He's just pointing out the facts. Like, the king doesn't get to make the facts be what he wants them to be. There's open war. Now, I don't know if they're just kind of poor writing here. You know, maybe the point that Theoden is trying to make is that he doesn't want to meet the Urukai in open battle. 
which is a different thing than an open war. Open war means you're at war with another country and everybody knows it and it's just a thing. Open battle means you're meeting an enemy on an open field. Is that what Theoden is actually trying to say here? I don't know. I mean, you, I don't think that's what he's trying to say because his entire strategy seems to be we're just going to hole up in Helm's Deep until the Urukai get tired of doing what they're doing and then go away. And he's, you know, later he will say, you know, we've seen it before. You know, they've done, you know, this has happened before and then homes can be rebuilt, crops resown, blah, blah, blah. And Aragorn will tell him they don't come to destroy they, uh, Rohan's crops and villages. They come to destroy its people down to the last child. And Theoden, of course, gets all mad at him for this. And... The weird thing is, in that instance where Theoden then gets mad at Aragorn, I'm skipping ahead here, but I'm trying to like carry the theme through, they're at Helm's Deep already, and he says, what would you have me do? Look at my men. Their courage hangs by a thread. He seems to be tacitly acknowledging Aragorn's point, which is, they're not just going to come, raise everything, go away and be happy, and then you're just going to get to come out and have Rohan again. Which should have been obvious from the beginning, right? <laughs> I mean, that was... Like, you don't make war on somebody just to burn their stuff, leave, and then do nothing. That's not how it works. You're going to Helm's Deep because you're going to expect to be in a siege. That's that's how that works, right? And so this idea that Theoden has, seemingly, of just holding up in Helm's Deep, waiting till they leave, and then coming back and doing the thing, he seems to acknowledge to Aragorn... Yeah, I was wrong about that all along. Well, then why are we doing it? <laughs> and in what sense did you mean we're not going to engage in open war? If you know you're going to be holed up in a siege and you're just trying to keep your men's courage, hope, men's courage up by basically lying in front of them by saying, ah, they'll just come, they'll burn stuff, and then they'll leave again. <laughs> I mean, that's like the worst thing you could do as a leader because A, everybody in that keep is going to know that's garbage. That's not what's going to happen here. And second, it's just going to make the end all that much worse when they realize our king was an idiot. So this is part of Theoden's stupidity. It's like he has this idea that's just not tenable in any situation, in any possible scenario that could come about. And he's also just denying the obvious, which is there's war. We've got to fight it. Now, you could have fixed this so easily by saying, again, I don't want to go into open battle, I'll hold up in Helm's Deep. And frankly, the way they handle Gandalf in this scene is kind of stupid to me too, because Gandalf will then go on to say, you know, there's no way out of that ravine, he's walking into a trap. It's like, well, look at what the situation is here. He's got how many riders with him at first? Not very many. He's going to meet the Urukai in an open field with a few hundred people. I mean, according to Legolas, once they get to Helm's Deep, they've got 300 people against thousands of Urukai. I don't care if you're cavalry and their infantry, that's a losing proposition. All they've got to have is some good archers and some good pikes, and then you're toast. Like, what does Gandalf expect him to do? Like... Gandalf's plan doesn't seem to be any smarter. And you have to remember, in the book, it's Gandalf's idea once they meet the runaways from the route at the Fords of Isen, it's actually him that's like, hey, you should probably go to Helm's Deep, actually, because it's a little late for this. 
this particular strategy. Yeah, it was a good idea at the time, but now it's it's too late. So, you know, go to Helm's Deep. I'm going to go, you know, do stuff. So, the whole thing here is just rife with stupidity. And Theoden doesn't get any smarter anytime soon, unfortunately. Uh, so that's, you know, that's kind of the beginning of it. And again, it just could have been so easily fixed by Theoden not being a fact denier, like just denying reality to its face. It could have just been like, okay, I understand you want me to go to war, but I don't think I've got the men to do it. We're going to go to Helm's Deep first, hole up, try to get recruits, you know, get to a position where we can actually face these guys on the field, but we can't do that now. And not had this stupid conversation with Aragorn where he just <laughs> denies what is clear to everybody. And then later on undermine his own argument by basically admitting, oh yeah, I know it's bad, but I'm trying to keep my men's courage up. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, it's terrible. In the book, Theoden is so much different. He's like, once Gandalf heals him and he gets ready to do what he's got to do. He's like, okay, we're going to get the men together. We're going to go. We're going to reinforce the Fords of Aizen. And, you know, he's he's taking charge. He's, you know, making a decision that makes sense and then changes the decision as it's necessary based on new facts that come across his path. Like, that's, that's how he ought to be acting as a leader. We have to remember, Theoden, and he will say this in the movie has fought in wars before. He's not an idiot. He knows how to do this. He has some inkling of strategy and tactics. And this is how a good leader ought to operate. Theoden in the movies is a terrible leader. He lies in front of his men to maintain the appearance that his strategy, which made no sense to begin with, still makes sense, and chooses a course of action that actually does make sense, but everybody in the movie seems to think doesn't, and uh, it's just weird. So, the next major point that we're going to come across here is Theoden just being a whiny baby, because what happens next, of course, is in Helm's Deep, he's talking to Aragorn, and he'll end up saying, where was Gondor with the Westfold fell? Where was Gondor when, you know, and he goes on this tirade, no, we're alone. And Aragorn, of course, is like, you know, send out riders, you must call for aid. Who will come? You know, dwarves, elves. Aragorn says Gondor will come, and that's when he goes off. Well, first of all, where was Gondor? Well, it's not like Gondor has a, you know, a broadcast drone in the sky beaming a television signal back to Minas Tirith. Like, how are they supposed to know what's going on? They've got their own war with Sauron going on. In fact... In the scene where Faramir is talking to his right-hand dude in Ithilien, I'm not sure how he knows that Saruman is attacking Rohan. He says it. I don't know how they know that. And uh, it's just weird. Uh, but in my opinion, what really ought to have been done here is like Theoden's point is just completely moot. They shouldn't have said that in the Ithilien scene. It shouldn't have been known. Maybe... Denethor could have known it because he's got a Palantir, right? But Denethor wouldn't probably be sharing that kind of information because then people would start to ask, how do you know that? <laughs> um, but Theoden, of course, is saying, where was Gondor when? Well, did you ever ask Gondor for any kind of help? Did you ever do anything? It's like he's been in a complete stupor 
for the last we don't even know how long, how is he expected to even have a good grasp on anything that's going on right now? Have they filled him in on everything that's going on? Like, you have to assume so many background things for this comment to even make the remotest amount of sense. Like, the fact that Gondor is not at war, which they are, and the fact that they could, being at war, might have men to spare, which they probably don't, that they would have reason to know that Rohan is in the problem it's in, you know, which they probably don't. Like, really? (laughs) And Aragorn, kind of like Gandalf earlier, Aragorn here is also kind of stupid. Like, okay, send out riders, you must call for aid. What kind of aid are you going to get in the next two days, which at most is the amount of time you've got? It takes more than a day for a rider to get from Helm's Deep to anywhere that would be an ally. Minas Tirith is a good, chunky ride from Helm's Deep. It's a long ways. I forget how long Hirgon, the the Aaron rider from Denethor that carries the Black Arrow, said he had been on the road, but he didn't get to Rohan in a day from riding from Minas Tirith. That's not how that works. So Aragorn is expecting Theoden to send out a rider, you know, before the Urukai arrive to try to get help from where? Minas Tirith is the closest place. Maybe Lothlorien? I think Minas Tirith is still closer, but Lothlorien would be like the next best option. But neither of those is within a day's ride which means at best you would have a two-day delay before anybody gets back. And given that there are a few hundred men defending against 10,000, that's just not... Everything about the way they handled Theoden and the Rohan stuff is just kind of stupid in this movie, unfortunately. So, I mean, I'm kind of turning this into a scene comparison as well as a character comparison, but, I mean, it's all connected, so intertwined that you can't really talk about one without the other. But, of course, they in here is just being an idiot. It's like, where was Gondor when this happened, this happened, this happened? It's like, how would they even know? Like, seriously, do you know what's going on in Gondor? Why would they know what's going on here unless you told them? It's just, you know, but, and this is Theoden being such a whiner. And then he'll later go on and be like, what can men do against such reckless hate? He just gives up. He just whines constantly about how nobody's helping him. He whines about the fact that there's no hope. He whines, 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 whines. And it's not that the losing hope is completely, you know, beyond understanding. I mean, it's a perfectly understandable reaction to the situation, right? We're hosed. We're doomed. We're about to just all get killed, right? But the reason this is such a big deal in this movie is because the Rohirrim are the main example in The Lord of the Rings of one of the things that Tolkien was really keen on in terms of northern mythology and all this, and this is what he called northern courage. It's this idea that, you know, the Norse had that, you know, in in the their mythology involving Valhalla and all this other stuff, it's like Odin is having the Valkyrie con- collect all these great warriors to bring to Valhalla so in the end at Ragnarok they can fight the giants, but they still know that they're going to lose, but they're going to fight them anyway. Theoden will end up exemplifying this even in the movie at some point, because when they're about to ride to Gondor and Aragorn's leaving for the Paths of the Dead, you know, one of the people's like, you know, we're too few, we can't, you know, drive, you know, we can't resist the forces of Mordor, and Theoden says, 
No, we cannot. But we will meet them in battle nonetheless. Now, this is the Theoden we should have had for the entire movie series, right? That's the Theoden we should have had. But instead, we've got this Theoden who's just like, Oh, so bad. We're all going to die. He's so depressed and he's so whiny. It's just like, where's my, where's my Viking Rohan here? Like, I really miss that because that's one of the main things that Tolkien really loved about Northern Europe. He thought it was one of their great contributions to the culture that was handed down over time and which was kind of being lost during his lifetime. He really appreciated that idea of even if we're going to lose, we're going to go out, we're going to fight, we're going to give our lives to do what we can, even knowing that it's all doomed in the end. And Theoden doesn't do that at all until kind of the last minute, and then it's just like he completely turns around for no apparent reason, by the way. And that's another thing that I don't like about Theoden in this. Like I said, he has no real arc. He's a whiner, he's a complainer, he's stupid, and then at the very end, when Aragorn brings the message, The beacons are lit! Gondor calls for aid! And Rohan will answer. It's like, okay, where'd that come from? He just completely does a 180 after he had earlier said, Why should we ride to the aid who did not to the why should we ride to the aid of those who did not come to ours? Because where was Gondor? It's like and this is continuing his stupidity, right? His stupidity arc is still in play here because Aragorn told you to send riders and you didn't. Whose fault is it that they did not come to your aid? It is your own fault. They didn't come because you didn't bother to ask. What? The Thandon's stupidity in this movie trilogy is just off the rails. <laughs> it's so bad. And he just, he never gets over it. I mean, he makes the decision in the end to go fight for Gondor, but, I mean, like, he never makes a decision after this that really involves intelligence versus stupidity and just not being willing to face facts. So I can't say that he ever learned from that mistake. The only thing that he really seems to have changed is his willingness to fight, you know, Mordor, and that's completely unexplained as far as I can tell. I don't see any logic in the way his character progresses to explain why between why should we ride to the aid of those who did not come to ours and and Rohan will answer. I see nothing in between there that would explain the change. There's just nothing. In the book, meanwhile, of course, Theoden is a completely different character. He's he's also much more multidimensional, by the way. He spends a lot of time with the hobbits and is very grandfatherly kind of to Pippin and is just a really nice, sweet old man when he has the opportunity to be. I mean, that's that's the cool thing about Theoden in the book. He is multidimensional. He's a nice old grandpa when he has the opportunity to just sit around, but he's also that Viking with northern courage who is just going to go do what he's got to do, come what may, you know, whatever the odds. But in specific contrast to the point that I'm making here, there is no, you know, hesitation on Theoden's part in the book about helping Gondor. When Hirgon, the the Aaron Rider, comes with a black arrow, you know, Theoden recognizes it and he's not happy about it because he knows, and he basically tells Hirgon, like, we've just had a major war ourselves. 
We're kind of recovering. I don't know how many men we're going to be able to send, but we will send them. Hiragon, of course, is disappointed by the number that Theoden throws out. <laughs> um, but he's like, if that's if that's what you can do, that's what you can do. But, you know, come with all haste. So Theoden here is not resisting the call. I mean, the whole nation of Rohan is built on this alliance with Gondor. Gondor grants them the land of Rohan after they ride from the north hundreds of years ago. And it's on the condition that they're kind of in a perpetual military alliance. And so Rohan has to come to Gondor's aid. And Theoden honors that. And there's never any doubt that he's going to honor that. And the movie just completely ignores that history, completely ignores the fact that Theoden, quite apart from that, I think in the... I may be misremembering this, but even in the book, I think Theoden even says, like, even if we weren't bound by that old alliance, we would still come. This idea that Theoden would just be like, eh, nah. <laughs> what do you, you think is going to happen after Gondor falls if you don't come help him? Who's next? You are. <laughs> you know, and I think Hirgon even makes this point in his speech to, to Rohan, and he's like, you know, if Gondor falls, y'all are next. And Theoden's not stupid. It's not like he doesn't know that in the book. But apparently in the movie, he doesn't. He doesn't understand this. He thinks he's just going to hold up in Helm's Deep again and almost lose again. And, like, what? Gandalf's going to show up miraculously at the last minute with somebody from where this time? I mean, <laughs> this is just Theoden all over, right? I mean, Theoden throughout this whole thing is just stupid and whiny, and all of it, and, you know, the whole idea of, you know, why should we ride to their aid, what a whiner, like, get over it, this is not a time to start keeping score, that's not what this is about, and this is, like I said, there were changes that were made in a similar vein to other characters, Aragorn being one of them, where there's this sense that they are a lesser kind of person than they are in the book. Because in the book, several characters are just like epic heroes from you know ancient legend who don't have hardly any flaws. And they're just, you know, really, really epic heroes. And Theoden kind of steps up to that level when he needs to be in the book. But he also kind of comes down to the level of old grandfatherly figure to marry when he has the opportunity to. And that's a really awesome thing in the book. And they change him from being that really epic hero to being a very flawed type of hero. But there was no narrative necessity for that. It's not like they gave him an arc that made it make any sense. It's just they made him worse. That's all they did. They didn't give any explanation for any of it. They just... Now, I mean, you could argue that because of the poisoning of his mind when he was possessed that he's that's part of what's causing it or... You know, but... That doesn't seem to track because Gandalf healed him. Did he not completely heal him or what? Like, and then, you know, it's the other thing I should mention here, too, is it's not like Theoden in the books has no doubts. Whenever they have to make the decision to go to Helm's Deep because they realize the forces at the Fords of Eisen have already been routed, and, he, and Gandalf leaves, he talks to Aragorn at one point and he says, you know, Gandalf's advice doesn't seem that good anymore. <laughs> And Aragorn says, you know, don't judge the advice of Gandalf until everything's panned out, basically. And so it's not like Theoden in the books has no doubts or concerns or issues like this. And he really, it, in the book, it actually makes more sense because 
the poisoning of his mind was a much more subliminal type of thing that would be more likely to stick around in the subconscious, right? He does still have a lingering sense of things are hopeless, we can't win. It's like, that doesn't just go away, and unlike in the movies, he doesn't have this possession thing that just gets is gotten rid of by Gandalf magically. That's not what happens. So it's more understandable that he has doubts in the book than it does in than it is in the movies, even. But at least in the book, you know, he expresses his doubt, Aragorn kind of encourages him, and regardless of it all, he's like, We're still gonna, you know, do what we have to do. We're gonna go to Helm's Deep, we're gonna hole up, we're gonna wait for Gandalf like he says. And then in the movies it's just a complete you know, he just doesn't wanna take anybody's advice, he doesn't wanna face reality to the point of being completely idiotic about it. I mean, completely idiotic. Uh, and then, on top of it all, is just a winder. He's such a whiny character. He's, for that period in between, you know, when he recovers, because Gandalf heals him, and and Rohan will answer, the period in between there, he's such a whiner that he's one of my least favorite characters in that section of the movie. That's how bad it is to me. Uh, but there was no need for it. There was really no need for it. If they're trying to introduce narrative tension to be like, is Rohan going to answer or are they not? That's completely unnecessary. It doesn't really add any more narrative tension. The narrative tension is already there anyway because it's like, we know there's a big war coming to Minas Tirith and we know it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad even if the riders of Rohan show up. You know, there's just no real reason for all of this. And they just completely downgraded his character. Now, after the point where he decides to answer Gondor's call, he ends up being a lot more like Book Theoden. He kind of has a grandfatherly relationship with Merry. He kind of has, you know, the moments of northern courage. He goes into the berserk battle fury at the the charge at Pelennor Fields. That's the Theoden that we have in the book. And it's like, why couldn't we have that for this other chunk of time in the Two Towers and early Return of the King, where he's like, why should we ride to their aid? Come on. You know, and th there were hints of it before, too, because we do actually get one good scene. It's only in the extended cut, but in the extended cut, Theoden and company go to Isengard and actually talk with Saruman. This doesn't happen in the theatrical. If you haven't seen the theatrical, you missed... If you haven't seen the extended, you've, you've missed this. But they actually do have a conversation with Saruman... And Theoden does what he does in the book, which is, despite Saruman's power of his voice and all this other stuff, and you could tell that Theoden is having a hard time fighting it, but he does fight it, and he, you know, replies in kind of a, a thick voice in the book, and he, he kind of does this in the movie, too, where he kind of gives his voice a little bit of a rasp, like he's having a hard time saying it, and that's great, because the point is, he's resisting that that power that once held him in sway. And narratively, for the movie, that kind of adds a little bit of something to it because Saruman was controlling his mind before. He's trying to do it again, in a sense, here. And so, plot-wise, those two things are connected, but that doesn't really explain a lot of the character. But we get this glimpse of him as the true leader, the strong character that he is, you know, resisting Saruman's 
voice and, you know, holding out and doing what he's supposed to be doing. And he says, we will have peace when you hang from a gibbet from the sport of your own crows. That's the fade and I wanted for the last two or three hours of movie time, right? That's the fade in that we really wanted. And apart from that little glimpse, other than after he decides to answer uh, Gondor's call, he's just a whiny, stupid idiot in in the movies. And it's just so disappointing. Now, I do wish they could have made him a little more berserk in the movie, but I can understand why they wouldn't necessarily want to go all the way there, because in, in the book, I mean, they're, the description of him is, he sounds like a Viking berserker, you know, just on a horse. And that might not have translated that well, given the way they portrayed the rogue harem in their culture and all that stuff. So I'm not going to complain about that. So, you know, after that point, Theoden matches Theoden pretty well. The only thing I'll mention, though, is, again, this is more plot-related than anything, is the fact that he doesn't get to talk to Mary before he dies on the field of Pelennor. And that's really disappointing because that was another opportunity for him to be grandfatherly and you know, console Mary about the fact that he broke his command and rode in his despite. And unfortunately, we lost that. And they gave that to Eowyn instead when the pathos of that scene was supposed to be that he didn't know that Eowyn also rode and was lying there apparently dead a few feet away from him. You know, that was, like, supposed to be the pathos of that scene because he then makes Aomer king and doesn't know that Eowyn's over there. Aomer doesn't even know that Eowyn's over there just yet. So, you know, they change that up plot-wise to give Eowyn the last few words with Theoden, and that's understandable, right? I mean, they want some kind of reconciliation between the characters and to give them a last moment, but it kind of robs us of the idea that Mary and Theoden have this really close connection, and, and that ties up neatly in the book. So, you know, changing one for the other, that's not as big of a deal, but it does take away a little bit of our opportunity to see some of that character. He displays kind of that same character towards Eowyn here, and it's it still kind of works to display that aspect of his character, but it's not quite the same uh, but again, I understand why they did that, and that's not a huge deal. My main problem with Theoden is most, basically all of the two towers, plus the really early part of Return of the King. And the difference is just stark. He has no northern courage, as Tolkien would refer to it, in the two towers. He only finally kind of gets it back in the Return of the King. He's just unwilling to face reality, thinks that things ought to happen in a certain way, regardless of logic, and whines about things regardless of logic. And it's just, why do they have to do that to him? I mean, it's, it's just terrible. But those are the main points that I have in terms of Theoden being different in the movie versus the book. And there are other details you could point out because there's a lot of material in those movies. But I wanted to hit those major themes and carry it through like the bigger points Otherwise, this movie, this video would go on way too long because I'm already ranting way too much. That's how upset I am about this, right? Peter Jackson's movies are great, but they made some pretty bad decisions in some of these areas. So that's my discussion slash rant about Theoden in the book versus Theoden in the movie. 
If you have any other thoughts on that particular topic that you thought should have been mentioned in this video, leave them in the comments below. Discuss, have all that kind of fun. If you enjoy the video, please do give it a thumbs up. Subscribe if you want to catch more of my content. If you're on YouTube, hit the bell icon to make sure that you don't miss any of it. And of course, you can check the description for my other platform links, social links. Follow me on Twitter for occasional Tolkien-related trivia questions. And support links are in the description below as well. Until the next time, I am the Tolkien Geek, signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namariye. Thanks to all the channel supporters, especially Elf Friends, PA Brew News, Nathan DeFore, Paul Leone, and Oleg Gregg.